welcome to another new episode of season 2 of Panda Speaks how to train your grown up i am ananya and this is shivam hi friends while you listen to this podcast just take a few seconds to look around you well can you spot anything that you could replace with a more greener and a more sustainable option or something you can use a bit differently so that it's more sustainable hmm looking around the house right now maybe we could have a fewer lights on right now shivam it's a podcast after all not a video <laughs> that's true so yes ananya using uh, fewer lights or overall using electricity a bit more efficiently could make our house a more sustainable place our listeners may wonder what exactly makes a space sustainable here's the gist A sustainable space is one that has been built, designed or equipped to use energy, water and other natural resources as efficiently as possible so that there are enough resources for future generations to use. This doesn't have to be some extra special space, your home, school, a community area or an office building that we all use could be a sustainable space. So friends, let's talk about sustainable spaces. particularly on how we can help our grown-ups make decisions that will make our homes, schools and offices more sustainable. Such a critical question. How do we get our grown-ups to make sustainable choices for our spaces? I think we need to explain to our grown-ups that sustainable choices are not only good for the planet and for future generations but also for their pocket. After all, grown-ups work hard for their money. <laughs> yes, my grown-ups remind me this every time I ask for extra pocket money. Sustainable choices may seem a bit pricey at first, but that's because they use fewer resources and they work out cheaper in the long run. And I know many grown-ups think it is difficult to find sustainable products and to adopt sustainable designs or practices. But that's not quite true. I've heard of lovely sustainable homes built with well believe it or not mud mud that's pretty amazing putting all this together i guess it isn't enough to tell grown-ups about sustainable spaces we need to show them how it's done i agree shivam but um i hope that doesn't have to mean that i have to go build a mud hut to show my grown-ups how to create a sustainable space <laughs> maybe not today <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start by showing our grown-ups some examples instead. Great. So about those homes built of mud. One such house in Bangalore was built by an architect called Chitra Vishwanath and a civil engineer S Vishwanath. The soil unearthed when digging out the basement of the house was compressed to make blocks. These blocks were used to construct the house. That's so awesome. And that's not all. The house uses solar panels for power, harvests rainwater and reuses grey water. That is water from wash basins and washing machine to flush the toilet. The house is surrounded by plants and is naturally ventilated. So, they don't need any fans and so their water bill is nearly zero during the rainy months and their electricity bill is minimal. They seem to have thought of everything. Well, let me share another example of such a sustainable house. This is the house of Dr. Arya and Joby Joseph which is in Kozhikode Kerala and has floorings doors stairs and some furniture made from the wood of old ships 
This wood is 25 years old but excellent quality being seasoned by all that salt water. That's a great way to reuse wood that would otherwise have been discarded. Isn't it? I heard of Ashams Ravi, an architect from Kerala who was determined to build a home keeping the carbon footprint to a minimum. He reused materials from demolished buildings and used bamboo to form the skeleton of the building. The bricks were laid vertically with spaces between them. and this keeps the house so cool that ravi saves on electricity that's so inspiring with some careful planning research and out of the box thinking these people have built homes that are sustainable and also beautiful <sighs> yes how wonderful it must be to live in such homes i am sure our grown ups will appreciate these examples too but let's pause for a second Not everyone can go about building themselves sustainable homes from scratch. So what else can we do to create sustainable spaces for ourselves? Yes, and I think our listeners and our grown-ups will have this same question. Well, there is a lot we can do. All we need to do is make some changes. Change some things we use and how we use them. I get it. A lot of sustainable homes we spoke about have lowered their electricity bills. and don't need air conditioning because of their design we can convert our homes schools community areas and offices into energy efficient spaces by replacing bulbs with led or cfl alternatives that's a great idea but you don't have to replace them right away sustainability also means that you are making do with whatever you have until it lasts So when a bulb or tube needs to be replaced then suggest an LED option can be used right shiva and dear listeners i know we bring this up too often but it's very important switch off lights and fans and unplug appliances when they are not being used it all affects our electricity consumption sometimes grown ups forget to do this so remind them and if they forget it do it yourself Another thing that we all can do is make the most out of natural light. Just open the windows or draw the curtains aside. Let the light in instead of turning on a tube light. And I have a handy tip to help reduce your need for air conditioning this summer. Use thicker curtains or drapes to keep out the hot sunlight. It makes a huge difference to the temperature of a room. I am sure our grown-ups will approve of such hacks that are easy on the pocket yet work wonders on electricity bill. Oh yes, and friends, don't forget to remind your grown-ups to check the Energy Star rating whenever you buy a new appliance. A higher rating means lower energy consumption. The appliance will also cost a little bit more, but it will have less electricity used, and there will be more savings in the long run. Hmm, I think it is also important to change some of our habits, like running the washing machine. only on a full load saves electricity and water too speaking of water a sustainable space should also be water efficient for example switching from showers to bucket baths by the way did you know a bucket bath uses only a quarter of the water used during a shower that's so incredible so remind your grown ups about the good old days when of bucket baths and ask them to switch to those we can also install systems that use less water for example a smart flush yes and if you don't have one of these ask your grown ups to fill a bottle with sand and put it in the flush tank the tank will fill less each time 
and the amount of water used for each flush will be just what's required. That's your DIY smart flush. <laughs> <laughs> Her grown-ups will be surprised by the amount of water we all can save like this. Little saves can add up too. For example, watering garden plants early in the morning or in the evening makes sure that less water is lost by evaporation during the day. That's a pretty cool hack that our listeners and grown-ups can apply to their gardens. And if you have a garden, why not grow your own food? You can grow tomatoes, chilies, garlic, herbs, small vegetables for free with just a few pots, some soil, and homemade compost. Some vegetables can even be regrown from sliced off ends or stems with the roots intact. Ask your grown-up to set up a kitchen garden, and even a windowsill will do. A kitchen garden is a particularly awesome way of participating in the nutrient cycle of nature, and your veggies can be free of cost and pesticide-free. Now, isn't that a sustainable choice? Pesticide-free veggies that are safe to eat, and the satisfaction of seeing the fruits of one's labors, literally. <laughs> yes, awesome, right? I think it's a good rule of thumb. When we buy anything, to ask if it's sustainable and long-lasting. This makes sure that the things we bring into our homes will be made sustainably. We will also be able to consciously choose products made by more sustainable materials such as wood, glass, and metal instead of plastics. Once we train our grown-ups to think this way, we will see how our homes transform into truly sustainable spaces. You are so right, Shivam. And then our grown-ups will take this thinking to their offices and workplaces too. Did you know good habits are contagious? Imagine if a grown-up's workplace is a school. A teacher could inspire their students to live sustainably and transform their spaces into sustainable ones too. And so the cycle continues. Oh my gosh, Ananya! This is exactly what happened in the Chavara Public School in Kerala. This school is now on its way to become a carbon-neutral school. It has a bamboo garden, a herbal garden, and an organic vegetable farm. All these initiatives were started by one grown-up who wanted to create a sustainable space where he worked and lived. The school also has a bamboo garden where the children can go for creative inspiration, to relax, and even have fun. It's like a playground for the mind. Sometimes classes are even held there too. Wow, that's amazing, Shivam. Yes, and that's not all. In the school's organic vegetable garden, they practice sustainable agricultural methods such as crop rotation and integrated farming to growing paddy, spinach, tomato, ladyfingers, brinjal, tapioca, and other vegetables. And these vegetables are sold through an eco shop set up within the school campus. How cool is that? Sounds like a wonderful initiative, Shivam. This school runs on solar energy and is on its way to becoming carbon neutral. This means that this school is close to removing as much carbon from the environment through its sustainable initiatives as it produces. I wish other schools would follow this example. Yes, Shivam. We can make this happen. by sharing such stories with our grown-ups our parents teachers and the principal of our school for a start it all starts small perhaps with an eco club or a kitchen garden at school but then the sky's the limit totally ananya if they can do it so can we yes and if homes and schools can be sustainable why can't offices 
There are many ways in which offices can be converted into sustainable spaces and our grown-ups can make it happen. Yes, Ananya. And all it takes is for a few people to bring it to the notice of the office managers. A focus on energy efficiency, water efficiency, sustainable materials and sustainable practices for all. And this will lead to savings for the company and protect the environment too. Some design hacks could benefit an office too. Did you know that trees planted outside the office and indoor plants provide soundproofing? A natural way to block out noise of traffic? I am sure that if our grown-ups know about these initiatives and how effective they are, they will surely put them into practice. It's now our job to tell them why a space needs to be sustainable and then how it can be made into one. Well, I'm going to make sure to talk to my grown-ups. Will you? Will you?